Daggum. How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to the Well Daggum Podcast, where by the end of the show, we hope to have you saying, Well Daggum. I learned something today. Uh, let's see. I want to say thank you to everyone who's a part of uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Daggum Pod. If you're not, be a part. Follow. Leave an awesome comment. Get out there on all the podcast listening areas or apps and leave a great review and five stars or whatever they let you do. Let people know how great the show is so that they can share in and have their ear holes blessed with the smooth sounding goodness of the well daggum world. On this show, uh, I always say tonight, I got to get myself broke of it, but I don't know exactly what to say. But on the show right now, as you're listening for your viewing pleasure, we have the wonderful and the beautiful and the talented and the very gracious Kelly Williams. How you doing tonight, Miss Kelly? I'm good. <laughs> I almost didn't call you Miss Kelly, but I had to. It is the <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> it's a southern uh, southern charm thing to be nice. It, it's like my preschool teacher name. Yeah, yeah, that's what you are. <laughs> You're teaching people as though it's preschool on here. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, uh, Miss Kelly is my beautiful wife. Uh, who is uh, an infectious disease specialist in the medical field. So um, she has a lot of knowledge as far as infectious diseases go, uh, a.k.a. corona, a.k.a. HIV, a.k.a. pertussis, a.k.a. you name it, if it's infectious, <laughs> she probably knows something about if, it. If, in, if it's infected, I... I know what I'm dealing with. <laughs> That's why she married me as a case study. But anyway, uh, so for those of you that keep up with our social media, you'll understand that I've put out a, a call to arms to ask people if they have a question for an infectious disease doc, seeing as how we're dealing with the Delta variant and things of that nature with Corona right now. And a lot of people are uneasy about some of the rules that are being made for us. So I thought, why not listen to a professional and ask them their professional opinion as opposed to going to Facebook and trying to find out your answers that way. Let's have a pro tell you what they know. So uh, anything you'd like to get off your chest since the last time you've been on, Miss Kelly? You you did have a child. (laughs) You did have a new baby. Yes, that's right. And it's like 11 o'clock at night. Oh, yeah. And we're recording, and she's going to wake up at 6 a.m. That's right. (laughs) So I'm not excited about that. that, That's why I said I was so great. You're so gracious (laughs) to help us out. You're you're giving the people what they want. Right. (laughs) Because that's what people want to hear more about COVID. (laughs) But, yeah, we just recently had a, a little girl about four months ago, and, uh, and Kelly has really rebound from that and started back to work and is uh, just getting involved in so many different things that are going on in our world right now. And um, uh, super proud of her for what she's doing and, and keeping with it and sticking to it and uh, keeping her chin up and having fun, I feel like. But uh, as the questions have rolled in, uh, we've put the, like I said, the call to arms out there to you, the listeners, and we've asked what you want to know from an infectious disease doc. And I'll mind you, there have been a few goofy ones that have come in. Um, generally, most people want to know something silly because they're afraid to ask the real questions, but we have had a few real ones, so we're going to throw some zingers at you. All right. Um, but I will go through the funny ones first as much as possible <laughs> sure. to get those knocked out of I the way. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's get started with your segment. Might I inquire to ask him... What's up, 
and that brings us into our segment for the night. Uh, what's up, Doc? We're going to ask her a few questions and see what she has to give to us. Um, I, one li- of, I like the crunching carrot noise the that, con- that he did. <laughs> it took me a minute to figure out what it was. <laughs> it's our classic Bugs Bunny. He, that was one of his old, old, old cartoons I robbed that from. But I think it's going to be a reoccurring segment, so I'll hang on to that. Uh, first question that popped up. Um, some of our friends from another podcast called The Inner Idiot, uh, fun podcast with one of our guests that we've had on here, Shorty Hoffman, uh, and his friend Tyler and Ava. There's three of them that do it, and a few people join in. It's just a fun podcast where they talk about uh, different things that happen in their life. But the question from The Inner Idiot was, is your beard contagious because I need to catch it? Um, no, <laughs> it is not contagious. Uh, but it is a biohazard. <laughs> there is a lot of germs that hang around <laughs> in there for sure. But if you want to come over and be on the podcast, we can test out the theory and I'll rub my face on yours and see what happens. Maybe it is contagious. We never know. Uh, <laughs> but that's from the inner idiot. Uh, not so much for you, but I guess that was for me. Um, our next question uh, is from a, one of our friends, Sarah Wood. And her question is, do you get tired of people thinking their Google searches are more informative than your medical degree? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just uh, scrolling through Facebook right before I came down here, and I had to do the 30-day snooze on someone <laughs> because they it was, you know, one of those... Um, this, this is what it is. This is what's <laughs> happening. I know. Right. It's all the vaccinated people that are spreading uh, the Delta variant. Yeah. Um, yes. So. When the regular COVID variant is still, COVID-19 still out there doing its thing. Right. It's this, just the, the Delta variant's infecting more people that have the the vaccine, I yeah. guess, like that. So. Yeah, it was, it was uh Something that none of the um, experts want you to know. This is only (laughs) meant for a certain select few. And that's where you save that special (laughs) button of the snooze for 30 days. Yes. So you don't have to see that over and over again. Exactly. It it makes me upset to the point to where I want to comment. And sometimes it's just better to disengage. Right. (laughs) I don't, I have very limited time uh, these days (laughs) with a newborn and two toddlers. Right. Working full time. Some would say three. (laughs) (laughs) referring to me um so yes she is tired of that for the answer to that sarah um our other friend who uh, also has a podcast called the manly things podcast got a lot of podcasters commenting in uh he asks who would win in a fight a grilled cheese or a taco i'll let you answer that one for us um, I, I think probably maybe a taco. Because <laughs> they're spicy. <laughs> right. And because our children love that song, It's Raining Tacos. It's raining tacos <laughs> from out of the sky, tacos. And no it's a very why. contagious song, it I might is. add. There you go, infectious disease. <laughs> right. There we go. So her answer is taco, Andrew. <laughs> Thank you for that question. Uh, also, Andrew came back with another question, and his other question was also... Uh, what's the craziest or strangest thing you have ever had to deal with in the hospital? Hmm. I would say probably like the most memorable experience that I have ever had throughout my medical career. I was actually not even a doctor. I was a nurse's aide in the emergency room. Okay. And uh, we had this Hispanic family 
the woman was like seven months pregnant. Oh, wow. And they were T-boned on her side Ooh. by like a tractor trailer. And so um, she came in and um, they could not get the breathing tube down. And so they did, they tried to doing like an, an emergency tracheostomy. And then they also, uh, because that, the baby. That's babe, where they poke the hole straight into the neck to allow yes. air to escape. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so they weren't able to do that successfully. And yeah. so then they, they tried doing like an emergency delivery um, all in the emergency room. Um, they did a, an emergency C-section, which you don't see that very often. Right. And both the mom and the baby died, and it was horribly sad. Did not think that story was going that way. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for throwing that out. Well, and uh, they had taken the, the baby to the morgue. Yeah. And um, this uh, family was Catholic. Okay. And so um, we actually like had to go get the baby back from the morgue to have the baby baptized. Oh, wow. And the, the dad only spoke um, Spanish, right. and, like, he was in the car accident but had, you know, like, minor injuries, like right. maybe, maybe a cut and some bruises, and that Dang. was it. And it was just horrifying. Traumatic, yeah. Yeah, I would well, say that's probably the most memorable. the worst thing that I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I feel like Andrew was not expecting that. It was probably <laughs> hoping for like somebody got something stuck in their butt story or something, but yeah, that's dang. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe I should have taken it there. Uh, no, it's okay. It's that, okay. That's definitely my most memorable story, right. I think. The one that L- you lots forget. of um ER like crazy, you know, crazy things always happen in the ER. I remember one lady was um, she worked at an in- industrial plant, and her hair got sucked into one of those industrial fans. Oh, And no. it uh, de-scalped her. And so, like, they brought her in, and they brought her scalp in. Like in a bag of ice. Like in, yeah, in a bag of ice. Oh. And they had to use things like leeches to keep her scalp uh, vascularized so that they could. Re- they used leeches to keep it raw. Yeah. Pretty much, so that they could let it reattach itself. So that they could try to reattach it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it, it was uh, terrifying. I mean, you could see, like, her, uh, like, the very shiny white covering over top of her skull. Oh, dang. It was uh, something else. I've never seen anything like that. Never never, never complain about stumping my toe again. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> but you always saw kind of traumas, like, that were crazy traumas like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that I, I like, um, we always called the summer months like was trauma season, yeah. and you would just like hit like step foot in the emergency room and just it just smelled like blood oh. from all, all of the trauma. Nice, get that copper <laughs> taste in your mouth. Like, oh, hey, it's summertime. Yes, yeah. I, I was. It was always like uh, watching the news uh, yeah. right before your eyes, right? Because you knew what was going to be on the um, <laughs> on the news. Yuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess. And people get out more in the summertime, and they start to ride boats and bikes and do things outdoors. So I could see how you would have more accidents, possibly. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Andrew. Hopefully that answers some of your questions. Yeah. Sorry, not infectious disease related. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but you know, we'll get there. Trust me, we're getting there. Um. The next question is from a good friend who's actually been on the podcast as well. Uh, Brian Wilkerson, a family member of ours. Uh, go Hi, over and go over and check out uh, Shoots Out. I can't remember which number it is, but the one titled Shoots Out, that's Brian's episode. Uh, but he asks, can I take medicine if I'm pregnant or nursing? And, and I'm assuming that was just to be funny. <laughs> he didn't give a specific medicine. 
Um, but in relation to that, uh, if someone was pregnant and dealing with COVID-19, would you recommend that they get the vaccine while they are pregnant or nursing? Yeah, so I'm going to answer Brian's question first. Okay, sorry. I was trying to bring it to the COVID area there. As a lactating mother, <laughs> I um, yeah, I take medicine all the time. It just depends on the medicine. I mean, I take things like Tylenol and ibuprofen. Right. Like as needed. The, the regular over-the-counter kind of stuff. Right. And usually that most of that stuff is pretty safe. But yeah. Yeah, I always, you know, if it's something out of the norm, then I have to look it up. But it's right. pretty readily available for you to look up. Yeah. Not grandpa's cough medicine. We don't take that while <laughs> pregnant or nursing. That's <laughs> Although Josh did try to poison me the other night. <laughs> that did happen. <laughs> that, I didn't try to poison you. I just thought I was helping. <laughs> I, we were, I think it was, it was like a Taco Tuesday kind yeah. of night. Taco Tuesday. And, and I was I'm like, tr- hey. I'm trying to tie it all back in. There for you it. go, yeah. Back and um, I was having a, um, I was drinking a margarita. Yeah. And. Uh, Homemade. <laughs> Josh was like, I I think it was because we we had the margaritas at the shower at a at a, a wedding shower yes a, and uh, my sister's wedding shower or bridal shower and uh, it was a very hot day so we added a lot of ice yeah and I think the ice just watered uh, it down watered down the premix margarita stuff so you couldn't taste anything yeah, everybody thought it was weak and I was like. <laughs> So, no, this is weak, so I should beef it up a little bit for margarita night. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, you know, there it was like with ice. This was just like straight up on the rocks. Yeah. uh, With a... (laughs) Half of a shot. Not a full shot, not a giant glass, but a half a shot of moonshine. (laughs) Thinking that would even out the weakness of the mixture. And and he failed to tell me that. Um, (laughs) I started, like, sipping it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, this is really strong. I feel like you only took two sips, and it was was done. Yeah. It was rough. I was like, why did you do that to me? I have one kidney, (laughs) and I'm lactating, and I'm chronically dehydrated. I thought it was just a little tiny pinch, like a little salt, you know, like, (laughs) oh, yeah, I made a mistake. I'm old too. So I can't. I can't do that anymore. Yeah, that's that's not Miss Kelly anymore. Or no, now you're Miss Kelly. That was that was a different Kelly back then. <laughs> right. So yeah. Uh, but then to answer your uh, my made question, up question to be yeah. serious for a little bit. Yeah. So actually, the ACOG, who is the American College of Gynecology and the Maternal Fetal Medicine Organization, which is a group of you know specialists. Um, who, you know, they all recommend that pregnant and lactating women should get COVID vaccine. Right. Because outcomes with COVID and pregnancy are, are bad. We've, you know, several women have died from COVID while being pregnant. Oh, They're wow. just uh, more at risk for a bad outcome from COVID. So basically as they're carrying, they if they catch COVID, they're at more risk of, uh, I guess, of dying from COVID. Right. Okay. Right. And so, you know, all of, when you get a vaccine, you know, the, um, it all s- stays there in your arm. So, yeah. so basically it's just, um, pieces of the virus that are presented to your, um, lymphocytes or your, you know, T cells, B cells. And, uh, you know, those cells then e- internalize 
that and start making proteins and antibodies against those proteins and against those pieces of messenger RNA. Right. So th- so those are all viral, and the body recognizes those as being foreign. And okay. so it, it takes it up and says, oh, you know, we recognize that you are not part of us. Yeah. And so it starts, you know, manufacturing all of these antibodies um, against those. And okay. so this all happens, you know, right there in your arm where yeah. the shot is. So, it, it, you know, it doesn't go really beyond that. So actually the ingredients of the vaccine are gone by 48 hours. Yeah. It's just that your cells uh, that are programmed to kind of be on the lookout for foreign things now have incorporated that into their arsenal of, of foreign things. And okay. so they can um, start making antibodies to it. Okay. So like none of that is internalized into your own cells. It doesn't get incorporated into any of your DNA. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like I said, it's gone within 48 hours. And so, um, you know, then these antibodies, once they're made, they're passed, you know, through the placenta to the baby. Yeah. And so I was actually vaccinated when I was 17 weeks pregnant. And then I got my second shot at like 21 weeks pregnant. Yeah. And so, um, now Edie is somewhat protected from that because of the antibodies that she received from me. Okay. So, um, yeah, I you know, felt pretty confident about that, and there, and I even participated in in a study um, looking at pregnant healthcare workers who got the vaccine, mm. and I would report symptoms and everything, and and all of that data has been collected kind of since uh, December and January. And, you know, periodically throughout there. Yeah. And so, you know, thousands of pregnant healthcare workers and lactating healthcare workers um, have been recruited to give this information. And, uh, and everything looks great. Good. So it's nothing to be afraid of if you are uh, with child. Right. No. And, you know, Edie is fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Four months old. She's <laughs> hollering and screaming at us like wild and right. know, has a good old time. Sleeps really well at night. Oh, yeah. Hasn't been a, a pest at all. No, I think she's our best baby yet. Yeah. She goes to bed about 10 o'clock and sleeps till about 6, yeah. 7 in the morning sometimes. She really just kind of cries when she's hungry. and Yeah, or got a poopy on. Yeah. Or have spreaded the poopy up her back and all that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Brian, hopefully that answers your question from us, <laughs> friend. Um, next, uh, we have uh, Jeffrey Feitner, or Jeff Feitner. He was actually on the podcast here just a few episodes ago, a uh, fellow, po- fellow podcaster, and um, his question actually goes with your 30-day band, I think. But his question was, is dumbassery contagious? <laughs> um, yes. That was his thought process behind it. Uh, if people be doing stupid, do people also be more stupid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like an echo chamber. Like, you really see that on Facebook. Yeah. Like, people start, like, those silos where it's just the same people echoing the same stuff. And yes. And it's lunacy, some of their their theories. Yeah. Well, and not everybody's theories are total lunacy, but I get what you're saying. The ones that are most spicy are the ones that are generally just kind of... Yeah. Well, and they say, like, I mean, the truth is boring. Yes. And misinformation spreads, like, seven times faster than the truth. Right. And so... Um, let's see. There was a question from Twitter, um, and this was because of a retweet from Jeff, I do believe. Uh, but there's a group called um, 
vaxxed, waxed, and laying down the and something another. Anyway, it's another <laughs> podcaster that's out there, uh, but that's his Twitter handle. Uh, I saw a sticker on a light pole in the park that said, the vaccine is deadlier than the virus. Is this true? No, it's not true. <laughs> this is one of the safest vaccines that we have had in history. Yeah. I mean, we have had hundreds of millions of people be vaccinated at this point in time. And we've been, um, you know, collecting information about all of those people getting vaccinated. And so, um, you know, there's not a lot of ingredients in these vaccines. Um, and so, you know, anytime there's a, a little blip where they see kind of an increase of something or other being reported, um, they immediately kind of start talking about it and looking at it. And that's why we've seen kind of some of those pauses for different things. Yeah. And so um, only two people have died from being vaccinated. And that was uh, the uh, two women who received the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Right. And um, they ended up having low platelets and then uh, blood clots kind of associated with those low platelets. Right. Which, which that's what they, they've talked about, and people know that if you're in that, that demographic, um, that demographic to not. Yeah, like women right. between the ages of like 20 and 40 really shouldn't, you know, uh, it's it's very rare. It doesn't happen, like I said, out of the hundreds of millions of people who have been vaccinated, only two people have died. So right. it's a very, I mean, you know, you're more likely to have all kinds of other rare things happen than to have something like that happen. Right. Uh, now, this question um, that I have right now doesn't come from uh, our social media platforms. But this was actually asked to me tonight uh, before I came over, just because I was talking about having you on the show. And uh, I'm going to make it sound really dumb because I can't remember any of the proper names. So you'll have to guess with me as I try to say <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, they were kind of asking, what is your opinion about the the other style of vaccine that hasn't been really promoted a lot right now? that isn't the MD, MDNA or the M whatever in a, it's not the new one that everybody's like up in arms about. It was one that uses the same technology as like a flu shot basically, but for the coronavirus vaccine, I know there were some people um, uh, that were on just Ed bourbon podcast. They had a doctor on that was a part of that trial. Um, that was not the, what was it called? The, not the MDNA. It's the, well, um, the, like there, there's a couple of different types. So okay. there's like the adenovirus vectors, which is what like the Johnson and Johnson one is. That's the reason it was a one shot go. Yeah. Okay. And, um, there's also AstraZeneca, which is the one that they use in England. Okay. Um, we have it here, but it never got approved here. Okay. Um, the same side effects that happened with the Johnson and Johnson were happening with, uh, adenovirus. I mean the AstraZeneca one. Okay. And so, yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't. I'm not for. I'm not really familiar with those ends. with that yeah. vaccine. But yeah, I mean, more vaccines are are coming down the pipe. But you know, like all of the side effects from vaccines, um, you know, you see all of them usually by two weeks. After so maybe. yeah, after you've received it. So um, you know. It's not like they're going to, like, you get this vaccine and then a year later you're going to find out that blah, 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 blah. That's just not how these vaccines work. Right. And so, you know, usually it your, the reaction has to do with, you know, 
evoking some kind of immune response, you know, whether it's the sore arm, you know, the fevers, the chills, the sweats, you know, it's just like amping up your, um, amping up your immune system. Right. And, and even like, I mean, and that's true of all vaccines, like even, um, uh, I forget the, like the, the polio vaccine was associated with, um, some other, um, side effects and, you know, and even those weird side effects, they were still seen within kind of that two week window. Right. And so, um, yeah. So the thought that something weird is going to come up down the road just, um, isn't the case. That's just not how these things work. Right. Yeah. That, that's a lot of the fear tactic. I feel like a lot of people say like, well, what's going to happen in five years when this or that happens yeah. or, and, and basically just speculating an idea. Yeah. Not having any kind of thing to back with that. Right. Well, and then, you know, like um, just people in the general public don't understand that, um, you know, they're constantly monitoring these things. And yeah. so if they see an increased incidence of something like myocarditis, like they did with the um, teens that were getting vaccinated, um, you know, with the, um, with the Pfizer vaccine, you know, um, if, if they're seeing that, they um, automatically say, hey, like, we are seeing this, this increased incidence, although, you know, at that time, they weren't really even certain what the incidence was of myocarditis yeah. um, at that time. And so um, it sound you know, it, it makes it sound like, oh, like, this is something new that we've just discovered <laughs> and like, oh, yeah. I'm at risk for developing this. But no, it's it's all, you know. Pretty much, if you're going to have a reaction, it's going to occur within the first two weeks. Okay. All right. So, I don't know. That probably didn't answer your question. Well, it didn't. Because I'm not sure what, um, what, type of, what type of vaccine right. those well, other ones are. Yeah, they were, they were just talking about like a part of the dead virus, like, like with a flu shot, how a dead virus is put into so that your body can fight against that in, in layman's terms, I guess. Yeah. But they were just well, talking about those as opposed to the... The newer one that's just being used. Yeah. Well, you know, most vaccines are pieces of virus, yeah. or, um, you know, because that's how it just triggers the immune system to, to start working. Yeah. Because, you know, like our bodies recognize foreign yeah. things. And so, you know, you can do that, whether it's with protein or a messenger RNA. Messenger RNA is just the code that um, derives a protein. Okay. And that's, that's what I was trying to say, the M- mRNA. Right. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I was trying to say we are being, we've been using the mRNA, which everybody's right. all about, but the ones that aren't mRNA. Right. That's the ones I was trying to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Like there, I said, my dumb, dumb answers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are some other uh, vaccines in the pipeline or, or that have approved, that have been approved, particularly like other countries that we're not necessarily using at this point in time. Yeah. Um, but I'm not as hip to those because i just haven't yeah you've been dealing with a lot of other stuff (laughs) instead of that um which also that brings up a question that a lot of people try to throw around um as far as these mrna vaccines and they're like well they just out of nowhere started using them um what would you have to say against that as far as uh, they just came up with it out of nowhere yeah we were kind of talking about this earlier right so but I was going to have you share it for the listeners as opposed yeah. to just me. Oh, okay. Well, you did a good job. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was saying it was it, it, they actually started using it in 2014. 
2004. 2004. I knew there was a four in there. So in 2004, they actually started making the using the mRNA vaccines or testing them and using them for SARS. Right. So this isn't this isn't a new technology. It's been right. around since 2004. They've been working on it since they've had the SARS outbreak back in the day. And basically, it's just been in a process of refining it, making sure it works. And then this pops up where it's a scary virus. It's all over the world. Hey, we've been preparing this. Let's use this. And it's proven itself. Right. I mean, yes, the Delta variant's out there right now, but it is keeping people from dying. Right. Like you might, yes, you might can become contagious or catch the Delta variant, but you're still less likely to end up on a ventilator or on oxygen inside the hospital. More of a, I feel like crap, eh, I'll be okay in a few days kind of sickness. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. We also have been using that technology for like cancer treatments and stuff too. The mRNA? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it's been around even longer than um, 2004. 2004. Okay. Yeah. I think like 30 years or something so, like that. So when people say, well, they just, I just worry about it because they just come up with it. Honestly, though, it's actually been around for quite a while. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. And, you know, I, when there's a pandemic, you know, I, I don't know how, what number we're at now, but last time I checked, there was like 800,000 800, deaths so far from you know, just in this country, and it's probably more than that. I just haven't looked lately. Um, but when there's a pa- pandemic of this magnitude, you know, the whole world comes together and they yeah. throw lots of money at stuff. And when lots of money gets thrown at stuff, uh, you get um, better results, I guess. Yes, quicker. Or, yeah, you can work on it more. Right. Because the, the research field is not a, a lucrative field to be in before something actually works. Yeah, and I would like to disclose that I get no money from <laughs> from any of these vaccines. I don't. I'm not uh, paid for giving them or anything like that. Yeah, for the for the classic trope of well, they're only pushing that because they get money from the pharmaceuticals. <laughs> yeah, I get zero money from that. Um, and then the other thing I was going to say is, um, um, usually we kind of do like a phase one trial, um, which is where they're testing things out for different doses where they're giving it to see if it works. Um, And then they do like a phase two trial and then a phase three trial. Um, But because there was such an urgency for these vaccines, we were able to kind of do a lot of them at the same time. And so uh, that has been helpful and instrumental in getting us to uh, do this, you know, fairly quickly. Okay. Cool. Well, so, uh, so, so no uh, shortcuts were made uh, to get these vaccines out there. I think that's important for a lot of people to hear because even when people have that argument, no one says anything different. And I'm like, no, there's facts out there. I was like, we live in a house of learned doctors. Let me school you a little <laughs> bit on what I know. But uh, <laughs> now that ends a lot of the questions that have been on through social media. But there was uh, a paragraph of questions uh, there are good friends, Zach, that's been on the show quite a bit. And I'm just going to read a few at a time because it's a very long statement and some of it's kind of silly, but some of it's actually fairly real. So <laughs> he said, uh, also for the pod, as we were having a conversation, are masks effective at reducing the spread of COVID? Yes. Uh, can you elaborate any more into that? <laughs> besides just saying yes, because there's so many people having the mask mandates right now. Uh, and then a lot of a lot of people from my hometown and even people from this area. And there's been protests about, you know, making kids wear a mask as a mandate. 
Um, and a lot of people are like, they don't even work that good because Fauci said don't use them. That's pointless. And then he said use them. So what's your opinion on actually wearing masks? Yeah, I mean, I you know, they're not 100%, um, but they significantly reduce the amount of droplets, um, you know, that are coming out of people's mouths. Right. And so if I'm wearing a mask and you're wearing a mask, you know, and we're talking loudly, you know, I, I'm not going to have as many um, of your droplets yeah. you know, so close by to me. Right. And so a lot of our um, upper respiratory illnesses are spread by droplets. Okay. That's that's the mainstay for things like the flu. Um, and and so, you know, anything that kind of catches those droplets, I mean, it, you know, it just makes sense. It's a, it's a physical barrier there, so it's going to block some of the... I mean, you, you've seen people who talk loudly or, you know, people who sneeze. Like yeah. You see the amount of particles that come out of there. Right. And then, you know, it makes sense that if you're going to cover your nose and your mouth that, it, you know, you're not going to have that amount of particles kind of um, coming out when you do that. And the same sense when you're breathing it and you're not going to, br- you know, it's going to filter out some of those larger particles. Right. Now, one of the things that's so concerning about, Um, The Delta variant is, we feel like it's probably more aerosolized, meaning um, that it is, you know, it's a smaller particle. Right. It's in the air. Um, It's not like a big, a bigger droplet. Okay. So um, we think that's part of the reason why the Delta variant is so contagious. Um, You know, when we're talking about like epidemiology, um, viruses have a certain uh, number of, of replication in what we call their uh, the reproducibility. And so, um, like the, the R-naught um, is, is one of those things where, you know, the, the normal variant infected, you know, for one person that was infected, they could infect on, a, or they would infect on average 2.5 people. Yeah. Or that's what we always believed the R not to be. Yeah. Uh, well, for the Delta variant, we think that it's like eight. So for every one person that's infected, generally eight people are going to get infected from that one person. Right. And 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 that is because um, people who are unvaccinated, you know, are able to catch this virus, and it just viruses mutate because they reproduce so quickly. Yeah. And so, um, you know, every couple of minutes, they've, you know, there's thousands, millions more copies of this virus. And so they don't do a very good job of correcting all of their RNA errors. Right. And so, um, you know, just by chance, these things happen. And when, when there is a mutation that is advantageous for the protein to become more infective, um, then it can really kind of take hold, particularly in an unvaccinated population where it can just go from person to person to person to person. Right. And so that's the issue with these um, mutants. You know, once it can kind of spread unchecked, um, you know, people who are vaccinated, are even with this Delta variant, are by and large, you know, not getting infected. Yeah. I mean, the, the vaccines are still pretty good at keeping you know, most people from being back, um, getting the Delta variant. Yeah. Even though we've seen more kind of breakthrough cases. Right. But gosh, this thing is just so much more contagious. Yeah. For every, yeah, one for every eight. 
or eight for every one. Yeah. yeah, it's like on the magnitude of something like chicken pox. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, all of you millennials probably don't <laughs> know what that is, but I had chicken pox as a kid. And it was like, once it got in a family, I got it from my cousin Jerry. <laughs> But once it got in a family, you know, like all the kids in the family got it right. because it was just so contagious. Um, I'm just going to keep on rolling with his statement that he was making. Uh, reducing the spread of COVID, if if so, then how? Um, is the vaccine effective against the Delta plague? Oh, he was basically saying the same thing that you've already answered. Is the vaccine effective against Delta variant? Yeah, yes it is, but it, it's reduced. It's not as good as it as it was against the other ones. Yeah. As far as, so, I mean, and that was never the goal of the vaccine. The goal of the vaccine was to prevent deaths. Yes. Um, which, it still does that. I mean, there's no question about it. Right. Um, you know, people who are currently in the hospital um, right now are unvaccinated. People who are dying from... Um, this variant are unvaccinated. Okay. Um, is COVID actually harmful for a healthy person under 60? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, I mean, I've seen people die. Yeah. Um, no rhyme or reason. I mean, even if their, um, BMI is, is normal. Um, we, there were, I mean, there've been several, you know, men, um, healthcare workers, like medical residents, kind of in their prime of life, you right. know, just die. And and we don't understand it. You know, part of it is um, it's not just the virus. It's your immune response to the virus. So, you know, the virus might cause pneumonia, but then your immune system can just go kind of haywire over yeah. that infection. And, you know, when your lungs are filled with inflammation, like you can't ventilate people, you just can't get oxygen in there. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, and if you can't ventilate somebody, if you can't get oxygen into their bloodstream, then you know, they die. And, you know, a healthy kid, you know, and not only that, you know, we see these, um, we learn new stuff about the virus like all the time, just some of the long-term effects. Yeah. You know, they say like um, one in ten children um, have some kind of long-term uh, COVID effect, whether that's like a brain fog or like the long haul, um, the long haulers for COVID. You know, we see that in kids. Yeah. And you know, I've seen a lot of like new onset diabetes being mm. triggered by COVID. Um, I've seen like a lot of uh, psychiatric illnesses um, being triggered by COVID. Um, kids also get that multi-inflammatory syndrome um, from COVID, and typically we'll see that four or six weeks later. Okay. And so, um, you know, millions of people worldwide have died of COVID. Two have died from COVID vaccine. Right. Despite what somebody on Facebook's told you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that, that's just yeah. that's just the numbers. You can't argue about that. Uh, some of his next questions are kind of stuff we've already covered. He said, how does the RNA RNA vaccine work, which we kind of covered that with the proteins and how it basically stays in your arm uh, for the first 48 hours. All those chemicals are pretty much gone. And then it works as a uh, basically a weapon for your immune system to use to fight against it. Uh, how How did the... 
Sorry. Oh, this is basically another question and the same that we've already answered. How did the COVID vaccine get done in record time um, when it usually takes years and it already has taken years? Like we said, 2004, and you you guys were using it. Sorry. Scientists were already using it much earlier on than 2004 as well. Um, So we pretty much answered that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like... Um, if you would have told us at the start of the pandemic that we would have had vaccines that were like this effective, I mean, it, it, they, they are, are miracles. I mean, it's, it is miraculous that we have such good vaccines that are so well tolerated. I mean, they're, they're just a complete game changer. Yeah. And, um, and, I, and I can't speak like how, you know, how much they mean um, to us and how lucky we are to have them. Um, and, and I, and I, I mean, I do feel like, you know, they're, they're a miracle. It's a miracle that we have them. Yeah. Um, and I think that might end the serious comments because his next question is, and this is a, like a four parter. <clears throat> Let me get a breath on this one. And Zach asks, finally, why did Bill Gates team up with Alex Jones and the alien bird drones Joe Biden invented with the Chinese tracker bats to create the ultimate mind control shot to make sure Americans become communist Bitcoin miners to uh, recreate Hitler and turn the frogs gay? Uh, if you don't mind, I'll take this one. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't mind. Okay. Um, Zach, uh, to answer that question... Call me later, and we'll discuss that privately so no one thinks we're totally insane. Um, <laughs> because there is a thing saying that the bird, all birds are robots and that they were replaced by the government. Oh and that's they, they're like drones that, like, they, they when they land on power lines, that's when they're charging their batteries. And, yeah, there's a bunch of goofiness. But Alex Jones, he... Yeah, I think he answers all that if you want to watch his stuff. I get so, I, like, I, I'm to the point, uh, I think it's, like, pandemic fatigue or something. I, I just, like, any, any, like, hint of a, uh, a conspiracy, conspiracy theory, theory, I'm like, I can't deal with this. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I just, I don't understand them, and I don't understand how people get so sucked into them, and um, it just, like... Like uh, Dave, my buddy Dave Ramsey always says, "Your that buddy, oh my gosh, <laughs> that common sense is is a superpower, and and it really is. Like in this day and age of yeah. all this conspiracy theory, I'm like, right. how can how can you believe this? Like, does that make any sense to you? Like, yeah. really, really, how can you believe this? Well, I feel like a lot of that belief comes from the lockdown." Yeah, when people were pretty much locked inside and had nothing to take yeah, their attention wasn't, away as far wasn't as wasn't like the pizza game and all that stuff like happening before the lockdown. Well, there there was already conspiracy theories before, yes, but now it's taken a whole new thing because there's so many more people to look into those conspiracy theories or hear them and then be like, "That's pretty believable." Like flat yeah. Earth, there's a lot of flat Earthers out there right now that <sighs> I just that are really. But I think it was from lockdown where people were stuck inside and not able to interact with other humans. They were yeah. stuck inside. They were stuck. It's just like in their own thoughts. So detestable to me. Like I can't even. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't even waste a brain cell on that. Yeah. You know. Like I just. There was something that happened the other day like that to where you were like, I don't care. Or yeah, I was like, asking, like you start talking about them, and yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, like don't even, like I don't even want to know. Don't like <laughs> they're so awful. I don't have time to think about it's, that. Okay, it's the same thing, like with all of the COVID misinformation on yeah. Facebook. 
yeah, there's too many more important things to be thinking about as opposed to these non-factual things. So. Yeah, like, like, come on, we're we're past that. Like, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I just, it's exhausting. It's well, just, uh, I have to say that brings us into an end of your segment. Might I inquire <laughs> to ask if... What's up, Doc? And thank you, Doc, for filling us in on all the information of the questions asked, silly or serious. Uh, thank you for taking any of your time to do this. Hopefully, this has been a good vent for you. Uh, yeah. So that I'm trying to think if there's any other additional points that I want to make. <laughs> Besides Joe Biden and his uh, <laughs> robot birds. All right. Um, yeah, I was trying to hit on a few things that I could think of. Uh, oh, uh, the often. other thing is about fertility. Fertility. Yeah, yeah, I know that that was a oh, big. Oh yeah, because people were saying that uh, it affects your fertility. Men that haven't been vaccinated, sperms is going to be worth a lot of money because once you're vaccinated, you'll not be able to uh, reproduce, or it's going to make people um, fer- unfertile. Or was it unfertile or uh, fertile? Barren. It's going to make them barren. <laughs> oh yeah, unfertile. Yeah. yeah. I was sorry, to say it's it right. too late. I've not even kept you. Sorry. Um, yeah. Sorry. I just wanted to say that. Um, you know, like that, like the messenger RNA vaccines are not incorporated into your DNA. So it does not affect fertility. That's good. Like whatsoever. I mean, um, in fact, COVID has been responsible for more um, testicular atrophy. And um, I thought you were going to say more pregnancies because everybody <laughs> was stuck inside. No, like decreased sperm counts. Um, there have been some studies looking at that. So if that. you catch COVID, you If you actually, catch COVID, you can have like decreased sperm count. But counts. with the vaccine, your sperm count goes up. No, I'm just... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> there was an article about something, but I'm not going to get into that. But it can hurt your sperm count if you do catch COVID. There is a possibility of it messing with that. So yeah. in turn... And, and everybody suggests that even if you're considering pregnancy in the next two years, that you should go ahead and get your COVID vaccine. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, they recently, the I, I, they recently came out with some data that said that there were no increased. Um, I think it was part of the healthcare study that there were no increased miscarriages or anything amongst right. health, healthcare workers who were vaccinated and and all that jazz. And it, and I mean the science, um, you know, says that it's it's all right here in your arm. So it doesn't make sense that it would affect that whatsoever. Right. Well. I hope everybody out there has listened to this and got a little information that they didn't know about or answered some questions that they'd been wondering about. Um, now, just because we heard it on the podcast this one time, feel free to reach out to me if you do have a question through the podcast platform, and uh, I can relay that to her privately, and we don't have to make it a TV or a, a podcast episode. Uh, I can just ask and, and give you that information when she's uh, done banning people on Facebook. Not banning, <laughs> but, uh, you know, putting a sleeper on them for a little while. Uh, um, and, and and let me just give a shout out. Um, so I'm not, because I work in Cincinnati, I know more about where you can get COVID vaccines in Cincinnati than I do <laughs> in, here in Northern Kentucky. But um, so you can, so UC Health, even if you're not a UC patient, um, they have walk-in clinics. So even if you live in Kentucky, you can go to their walk-in clinic. Um, it's at Hawksworth. Okay. Uh, which is right by the emergency room um, right. in their office building there. So you can go there, walk in, and get a vaccine the same day. Um, or you can make an appointment. They have all three vaccines. And then also um, Hamilton County Public Health. Okay. They also offer all three vaccines, and they have a walk-in clinic, like normal business hours, so like Monday through Friday, 9 to 3, something like that. Just walk in and get you a vaccine. Yeah. And, I, and any of them. 
yeah. just go ahead and get it. Right. Like I said, seen a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people die from COVID. Right. Nothing to be afraid of, y'all. Nothing to be afraid of. Um, other than that, I hope that answers all the questions. I hope you feel uh, vindicated in a way to be able to share some of these. Uh, I guess vindicated sounds like a harsh way of saying that, but like I hope you feel good about some of the information you could get out to the listeners out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Happy to take your. Um, you can email me directly too if you want. <laughs> Don't put that out there. That, <laughs> go through me. Okay. That way she's not overwhelmed. She's got important things to do. I, well. I don't. Uh, so I'll I'll filter through the uh, the Joe Biden uh, robot birds and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. I don't want and I'll ask you the real questions and give it back to people. Uh, so thank yeah, you for everybody who asked a question. Uh, thank you to the guys at the uh, inner idiot. Thank you to, uh, Jeff Feitner. Thank you to, um, our buddy Zach. Thank you to Brian, uh, all these different folks, Andrew, Sarah Wood. Thanks guys for asking questions. Uh, again, we'll try to do this again. Hopefully we won't need to, and we can just have a fun episode where it doesn't have to be involving infectious disease, but Lord knows there'll be something else pop up. And if there, do, if there is something that pops up, I'm sure Miss Kelly will be more than happy to help us out with that. Um, you ready to go to bed? Yes. <laughs> thanks so much, babe, for being a part of the show. Uh, like I said, thanks everybody who's out there and uh, being a part of our social media platforms. Again, if you've not, get out there, follow us, like us, share us, all that good jazz. And uh, other than that, have a good one, y'all. <laughs>